The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can check us out on the web at radiolex.us. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is December the 8th, 2022. This year drawing to an end, we are still slap dab in the middle of the Christmas holiday. And you know who's going to be having a very holly jolly Christmas is Miss Brittany Griner, <laughs> who was released from prison today. The the most fascinating person of 2022, according to Adam Banks, here mm-hmm. on Off the Cuff, was Brittany Griner. We talked about her last week. And we said we wish she would get out. We wish she would get out, and lo and behold, they the right people was listening to the show last week, yep. and they said, you know what, Adam? They heard you. I agree with you. Let's <laughs> go ahead and release Brittany Griner. Yep. And now she's released. It's amazing to even think how long she spent over there anyway. Oh, my goodness. A total of 10 months for uh, a little hash oil. Yeah, uh-uh. A vape pen. Yeah. Imagine uh, getting sent to Russian prison. Yeah. Because 10 months in a Russian prison is like 10 years in an American prison. <laughs> I reckon they made her yeah. do all kinds of things. Oh, man. I reckon she shared a cell with more than nine people. Uh, yeah, I would say. So she's finally out. And they enlisted the help of, the Griner family did, enlisted the help of Bring Our Families Home to appeal for her release on December the 8th. Griner was released by Russia in a one-for-one prisoner swap for the Merchant of Death, is what they call him. Mm-hmm. He is the arms dealer, Victor Bout. Mm. Victor Bout is now out of prison. Mm-hmm. Brittany Griner is now out of prison. A lot of people have a lot to say yeah. that this Russian merchant of death was released. Yeah. But regardless, Brittany Griner shouldn't have been put in prison for what she was put in prison no. for. And if she was, not that long. Not at all. They were really wanting to throw it all at her. They's going to throw away the key. Yes. Yes. They. I mean, and now she's out. She's home. Yeah, and she will, and she will be uh, having a holly jolly Christmas with her. <laughs> I was gonna say scarred for life. <laughs> yes, I can't imagine I the PTSD that she would be having. Oh my goodness, I couldn't even begin to imagine. Right, but uh, that that was we released off the cuffs. Most fascinating people of 2022, and she was number one on the list. And it's just ironic that she was released just the very next week, seven days to be exact. But like I said, folks, it is the Christmas holiday season. It's the jolliest time of the year. Christmas shopping, I hope, has began for a lot of people. Amber, have you finished your Christmas shopping? I have. You have. I have. You're done. Did you get out unscathed? And what I mean by unscathed is, yeah. are you broke? Uh, no. You're not in debt. No, I am not. Did you know most people uh-huh. around the holidays are in debt after 
Christmas Mm-mm. because of all the Christmas boxes. That's not what Christmas is. I have to agree with you. So I want to ask the question, Amber, how much should a person spend on Christmas gifts? I would say any additional income that you have that is not required to pay a bill, whether that bill be your credit card, your house note, your car note, your insurance, your cell phone. If you have to take away money from the things that you know you have to pay, you probably shouldn't spend it. Do you want to know what the experts say? Oh, goodness. In general, experts recommend spending around $100 on spouses, uh-huh. 75 to 100 on parents, yeah. 50 and up for siblings. Mm-hmm. For kids, $75, they say, is a good starting point. But vast majority of families with younger children, 71%, say they felt pressure to overspend on mm-hmm. gifts per the Bankrate study. So... I just, it blows my mind how much people spend and spend and spend on Christmas. They will put themselves in debt, in debt the because, of, because of the pressure. Uh-huh. But where is this pressure coming from? Is social media to blame? Absolutely. Because what gets me about social media is it's a facade. Exactly. So you can fake your way until you make it on social media. Exactly. I'm going to just wrap, open like, empty boxes and put them under the tree. I saw a Christmas tree uh the casino where it had empty boxes wrapped. Yeah. It was just boxes wrapped, and it was the prettiest thing I'd ever seen. Now, did you know any difference? I had no idea of the difference. It looked like there was actual packages under the tree. And you probably thought Johnny and Susie all had a gift under the tree. Exactly. So if you want to put on a facade that you bought a lot of gifts, just take boxes, empty boxes, and wrap them. Amazon sends them for free with everything you get. And you will be able to fake it until you make it. But people don't even remember what you buy them anyway. Mm -hmm. For instance, let me ask ask you, Amber, what did you buy your husband three years ago? Three years ago? What was that? Uh, 2019? Yes. I ain't got a clue. See, you don't remember. No. I, who remembers what their great aunt bought them last year? You don't. Yeah. Who remember what you... You don't even remember what you bought for people. No. You don't even, so the chances are your holiday gift is going to wind up in the back of somebody's closet. Or regifted. Or regifted. Yep. Or regifted. So you're spending all of this money and you're feeling all of this pressure for for nothing. Absolutely nothing. It says here that uh, the dollar amount someone spends on you, people feel like it determines how that person feels about Absolutely you. Absolutely not. I could not disagree more with that. Yes. It's all about just getting a gift and it don't matter how much it is. I love giving. I love receiving gifts. I mean, it is awesome. But when I say that, don't automatically think I'm talking about a $200 gift. No. Getting me anything as a gift is yes. nice. It doesn't have to cost anything. No. And that's why and most people are satisfied by just receiving the act of getting a gift. Yes. Cuz isn't it funny that we can most of us we can afford to go out and buy what we want throughout the year. We can. But why is it that we want so bad a $20 uh, pair of headphones yeah. from somebody else when we can go out and get them ourselves? I think it's because we want to feel, uh, you know, just speaking for myself, I want to feel appreciated, seen, heard, and I think the gift, the act of giving a gift kind of fulfills that for people. At least it used to for me. Yes. You know? Yes. Somebody thought about me. Absolutely. And it does not take a lot to buy a gift. You no. can buy <laughs> candles for $3. Uh, you can get them for a $1.50 someplace. You can buy coffee cups. I've seen coffee cups on sale for a $1.50. Yes. Who doesn't like a good coffee cup? Seriously. 
seriously, if you're if you're wondering what to get me and you have no idea what to get me, I love coffee cups. Mm-hmm. And while we're at it, go ahead and throw me in a candle if you don't want to buy me a coffee cup exactly. because I burn candles too. Exactly. It's stuff that you can always use and I would be happy as a lark. But people get bent out of shape that they didn't get an iPad or an Apple Watch. Oh, gross. It is. It is. It's very gross. It, it very much is. It says that the average shopper plans to spend $833 on gifts mm-hmm. this holiday season, mm. according to the 2022 survey from the National Retail Foundation. Mm-hmm. So almost $1,000 uh, the average shopper spends. I mean, if you're waiting on a gift for me to be a high price tag, you're going to be waiting a long time. Also, <laughs> another question that I want to ask, Amber, is who should I buy for on Christmas? Should I mean because I was looking at my list? Yeah, I have over fifteen people to buy for. Oh my goodness! I have no kids. Yeah, and I still have fifteen people to buy for. Uh-huh. Don't you think that's a little too much? I mean, look, you know how I feel about gift giving. I really don't think it should be something that we do with families. Mom, dad, yes. Brother, sister, yes. Everybody else, I love you. Here's here's a little knickknack paddywhack, you know, and go on. But I just, I, I hate that people don't view it that way. I know. I, I wish that we would come to a draw names type of thing. Oh, yes. But nobody has, has went to that. Like one gift. We still draw names, but I still have to buy for Mama and Papa and Bubby and Sissy. And it's <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And it adds up. And I think we had Mommy and Bubby this year. I was, I was going to do gift cards and yeah. say, screw it. Yeah. And do gift cards. But I said, no, you can't get discounts on discards. <laughs> No, you can't. You can't get $2 candles. <laughs> you ain't going to get no 10% off that gift card. Yes, but uh, all this pressure to be broke, folks, don't regret it because tomorrow will come. The sun will come out tomorrow, and you don't want to be broke. And celebrate Christmas the right way. And it's not all about that anyway. It's about truly spending time with your loved ones and celebrating the birth of Christ. And making, If you want to do something, make memories with your family. Yes, this Christmas is a great time to do it. It's Sunday morning. Go do it the right way and have a good time. Quit getting bent out of shape with all the gift giving and especially the amount. The amount. But ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We have a great show ahead of us today. We'll be right back after these words. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Welcome back everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Amber, I remember last week on the show you told me that your favorite Christmas song was mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. And I said that we would play it and here you go. I know, but you picked Blake Shelton of there, all. There's a lot of people that have their own renditions of songs. <laughs> yeah. I like Blake Shelton's <laughs> no. rendition of Winter Wonderland. You're breaking my heart. Who's your favorite? I don't know. Dean Martin? Probably. <laughs> Bing Crosby? Either. Well, here I was trying to be gift-giving. No, I love it. You did. Yes. You played my song. Walking in a Winter Wonderland. We're walking in a very rainy Wonderland right oh, now. Oh, my goodness. But it is December, folks, and... Here on Off the Cuff, since June of this year, every month, I have given the audience 
facts about that particular month. And we've went over June, July, August, September, October, November. And we're going to do it all the way. We'll end it in May, given yeah. the facts of each month. Okay. Because I want to make sure that we go through every month. Yes. But now we're in December. And last week on the show, I didn't give December facts because I was giving Christmas facts. Yes. But, folks, we are in the month of December. And who doesn't love knowing little knick-knack paddywhacks about December? I love it. December is the 12th and the last month in our modern-day calendar. However, it was originally the 10th month of our calendar. Hence, December comes from the Latin word disum, meaning 10. Mm-hmm. On December 6th, it's St. Nicholas Day. It's the pardon saint of children, inspires tradition around the world from hunts from pre- presents to stockings or shoes filled with sweets. Uh, did you say shoes? Yes. Shoes? December 7th is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. That it is. December 7th, 1940. When was it, Amber? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, that's bad that I don't know. It's 1940. Was it 40 or in the 60s? It was in the 40s. It, it was in the 40s? 100%. Okay, it was in the 40s. We're probably both wrong. For Pearl Harbor, yes. That's bad we don't know that. I know. Who well, taught us social studies? <laughs> <laughs> December 13th is St. Louis's Day, which has long been associated with festivals of light. December 15th is Bill of Rights Day. December 17th is Wrights Brothers Day. Oh, that's like the, the plain people. Plain people. The, yeah, the hey, guys, we got one right. The guys who invented the airplane. Yeah. They were from Ohio, right? Uh, or North Carolina. Birthplace of aviation. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe it was North Carolina. You know what? Social studies ain't our strong suit. December 18th marks the beginning of Hanukkah. Okay. Adam Sandler's favorite. That might be my best favorite Hanukkah song. Holiday. December 21st is the winter solstice, which basically means it's the shortest day of the year. Yes. You'll, not- you'll notice that the days have been getting shorter and shorter, and it will continue to do that all the way up until December 21st. It's going to get darker and darker earlier up until December 21st, and then it peaks out. And that's what we call our winter solstice. And then every day after that, it gets a little bit lighter and lighter and lighter Mm -hmm. until the time finally springs back up. And the winter solstice is a magical time. Of course, you know that December 25th is Christmas Day, the day celebrated, uh, the day set aside to celebrate Jesus Christ's birthday. December 26th is Boxing Day and the first day of Kwanzaa on the last evening of the year, December 31st. Kiss the person you hope to keep kissing is a tradition that they do on December 31st. Well, Ralph, better get ready. (laughs) Just for fun holidays. Uh On December 11th, you have International Mountain Day. Oh. December 13th, National Violin Day. Okay. December 13th, National Day of the Horse. Okay. December 16th, Underdog Day. That's my day. Root for all the underdogs. <laughs> December 26th, National Candy Cane Day. Hey, there we go. The birthstone for December uh, is a turquoise. Mm-hmm. It's considered a symbol of good fortune and success. Zikrin and Tanzanite are also considered to be December birthstones. The December birth flower. Uh, the December birth flowers are the holly and the paper white, a relative of the daffodil. Okay. Yes. The Zodiac. Uh-huh. The Zodiac for December, you have two. Mm-hmm. You've got 
Sagittarius. Sagittarius from November 23rd to December 21st. And then Capricorn, which is December 22nd to January the 19th. And that, folks, is your December facts. It's a good month. Hey, when was Candy Cane Day again? Candy Cane Day? Uh Uh-huh. December 14th? Every day. (laughs) We had a whole segment on candy canes. We did. We sure did. Uh, Folks, it is the holiday season, and what better time to enjoy a little holiday tune. So, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you just sit back, relax, get by the fire, because it is cold outside, and enjoy a little Ray Stevens Santa Claus is watching you. A little lighthearted song for your holiday folks. So, enjoy. We will be back after the song. Now, baby doll, sweet pie, sugar plum, honey, but ain't your face, you know you better be good. He's I feel like Cletus Judd copied Ray Stevens. 100%. Everybody was always a fan of Cletus Judd. Mm-mm. And I was like, I don't know why everybody's been out of shape over Cletus Judd when he's just copying Ray Stevens. Exactly. Doing parodies of country songs. Oh, my gosh. Well, Ray Stevens was a little more creative than a lot of them. He wrote his own songs a lot of the time. You know how I feel about him. And he didn't just take songs and make parodies of no. them. No. He he created just comical songs. Exactly. Just very comical songs. Talking about squirrels and dead bodies and I'm a bi- I like Ray Stevens not as much as Ambu over here. <laughs> Huge Ray Stevens fan. But she is a big Ray Stevens fan. Amber it is almost that time of year as well to start thinking about your taxes, mm-hmm. getting your taxes in. Just the thought of that is just brings cold chills on me. I can't believe we're already almost in tax season as well. And I seen a survey mm-hmm. uh, because surveys are always popping out at the end of the year. Oh, yes. Reviewing the most hated and the most loved things of 2022. And They did a survey of the most hated professions around the world, the professions that have the worst reputations around the world. And people from the income tax department was on that list. And those are the people who seek out people who are delinquent on their taxes. And I started looking at that survey Uh or looking at the list of the most hated professions and the professions that have the worst reputation. And... I agree with them almost every one of them. Oh, I would like goodness. to read them with you and share them with the audience. And you can chime in, audience, on the show thread at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks on Facebook. But here is a list of the most hated professions uh, around the world and the one professions uh, that have the worst reputations. Car mechanics. Mm-hmm. Car mechanics, it's interesting that they have such a bad reputation because you need them. Mm-hmm. And they do do work... That is is wonderful because Necessary. it's it's the doctor of your for your car exactly. But they get such a bad reputation. I feel like based on how the media portrays them. Oh, the, you think it's the media? I think the media. I think the media likes to portray mechanics as just people who are. Just redneck hillbillies that don't know what they're doing, don't got no education, don't know anything other than just grease and oil. Uh And they always dress them up like they don't know what they're doing. Yes, I think the media has a lot to do with it. I think about the mask with starring Jim Carrey when he goes to pick up that rental car and they they give him that 
clunker, clunker. and they completely just destroy his car. Yes. So, yeah, what do you think's to blame for mechanics getting a bad name? I mean, no, I think it really is the way the media portrays it. You know, Wayne's World 2 had a great scene where, you know, he's supposed to stop and ask a mechanic something and he can't hit it right. And he's like, bring in a smart one. Lawyers. Yeah, well. Lawyers get a bad reputation, and it's one of the most hated professions Mm -hmm. in the world because, I mean, Look at how many lawyer jokes there are. Exactly. Insurance salesmen, uh-huh. for good reason. Yeah. I'm sure insurance salesmen, when they're away from their job, they're wonderful people. Yeah. But the profession itself, I just I just don't get how people find joy mm-hmm. in, in doing something that is so corrupt. Insurance is corrupt. Car insurance, home insurance, fire insurance, it's all corrupt. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you buy... You buy it flood insurance. Yeah. And insurance will tell you something like this when you go and cash it in. Let's say your let's say your house gets flooded, your insurance will say, Oh, you bought flood insurance if your house floods three feet and uh your house actually flooded four feet, so we can't insure you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, What? It's just a rigmarole. It is. It's it's money. Money scheme. It's crooked is what it is. Politicians. Oh, have a bad reputation as because they're just known as lawyers and people who are just looking for that paycheck. Yeah. And it's hard to find a true, genuine politician that ain't in it for the paycheck that's in it actually to help people. And the reason it's hard to find those people is because they never get elected. Exactly. People that really want to help or don't get elected. Yeah. It's, it's always the ones that have the most money because... Those are the ones that can fund a good enough campaign to win. Yeah, if you ain't got the money, honey, they ain't got the time. Journalist was on the list. Journalist uh, was on the survey of having a very bad reputation. But folks, they look at at journalists as just nosy individuals. Uh, I think a lot of people think paparazzi. But you got to think, folks, you have to appreciate what they do. Without Mm -hmm. them, we have no news. No. All the questions you want asked, the journalists have to do them. And they're the ones who are reporting the news to you. Journalism isn't just about, you know, paps and Hollywood. You know, journalism is actual news. Real estate agents. I'll agree with that one. (laughs) Real estate agents is a very... Uh, frowned upon. It's a frowned upon job by a lot of people because a lot of people are weary to hire a real estate agent mm-hmm. because they're thinking this person isn't wanting to help me. They're just wanting to make the, the best, most money, the most money, the best bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. I've met some wonderful real estate agents that really were great and they really tried to help me. And then I've met bad ones that you could mm-hmm. just tell they're looking for. Uh-huh. They're looking for your money. money. Yes. Traffic police jobs. <laughs> look, look. I think that's all policemen. Now, <laughs> I really do think that a lot of the policemen are just traffic patrolmen. Yeah. Because a lot of the times when you see state police doing some type of work, it's usually just pulling somebody over for a ticket mm-hmm. or for speeding. I think that... Yes, they should have the power to work the roads like that for speeding if if they may, if they must. But I do think there needs to be a specific traffic patrolman. There needs to be specific people that just control the traffic, mm-hmm. specific cops that just control the traffic. You need to save state police for things that are much more important and bigger. Exactly. And, and, and bigger. Uh, I, I, because that's why I call 
state police these days, I call them traffic patrolmen. Yeah. Because that's pretty much what they do. Mm-hmm. I understand policemen are important. I'm not for defunding the police. You have to have them. I'm all for, you know, funding them, giving them raises, but having 90% of what they do just sit on the road and waiting for somebody to speed. There's to write a, tickets. There's a lot more going on out there. That's easy money. A lot more going out on out there. There's a lot of crime, a lot of drug use. Exactly. Do something a little bit more productive than trying to catch... Than me going 10 over. Than trying to catch Granny speeding. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. But... Anyways, uh, continuing the list here is, have I covered them all? Have you? The last one. I've got one more here. Nurses are on the list as having some of the worst reputations in the industry. Uh, It might be shocking, but they are not one of the favorites among the crowd. Mm -mm. People don't like nurses. A lot of people frown on nurses' opinions. They want Doctors only opinions. Mm-hmm. When a nurse walks in and wants to treat you, they think that you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, I can go both ways on this. I can say that nurses don't know as much as doctors, and then I can say they do. It all depends on who your nurse is. It's an exactly. individual. I, 100%. It's an individual, as you meet them, what they're like. Yes. But I found that survey interesting, and I wanted to share it with the audience. I had tax man. Radio host was not on there. Not, well, I mean, would you consider us journalism? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. I don't really... Um, let me take that back. No. I consider us entertainers. Okay. I've never said I was a journalist. Yeah. I'm an entertainer. Well, so I you don't, entertain me. Yes. So I don't really do <laughs> journalism. But ladies and gentlemen, we still have lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. So stick with us. We will be right back. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. The Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. From the land where there was so much that I wanted to talk about last week on the show, but I never got to it because I was revealing Off the Cuff's 10 Most Fascinating People. A lot has been happening in the world of UK athletics. And I want to start with Kentucky football. Kentucky football, they finished the season 7-5. and And they beat Louisville in their last game. They defeated Louisville. It's always nice when the Cards lose to Kentucky. Kentucky football, they lost to Georgia. We never even got to talk about that game. They lost 16-6. And... What got me about that was that fans were so excited and so happy that we beat Georgia or that we lost to Georgia because we didn't get blown out. Everybody was excited that Kentucky just didn't get blown out by Georgia. So everybody was talking about how good the team is and how how great we are because we lost by 10 instead of 60. And that just doesn't sound like a football school to me, that people want to call Kentucky. People want to call Kentucky a football school, but when you're happy that you lost just because you didn't get blown out, doesn't scream football school to me. But the fans were 
<sighs> always blowing my mind and always confusing me with how they feel about Mark Stoops with just how happy they were and how much glee they were in that we only lost by 10 points, but we did lose. And then we, we lost to Vanderbilt. We, I've talked about that. But, Amber, what I really want to talk about is the Mark Stoops contract. Oh, goodness. He has a contract extension, and he gets a raise. They quietly rewarded Coach Mark Stoops with a contract extension through 2030, according to the school's open records. 2030, that's longer wow. than what we have John Calipari. That's a lifetime coach. And I don't understand lifetime contracts anyway. I don't think that they should happen. I think that's too long. Anybody can lose their flair, Mm -hmm. especially hiring a coach that hasn't done anything to prove himself of being worthy of a lifetime contract. It blows my mind. But listen at the new deal. It runs through June 2031, excuse me, which will increase his Stoops annual salary by over $2 million annually as he now is set to make $8.6 million per season beginning in February 2023. Make $8.6 million a season. You make $8.6 million a season, Mark Stoops, and you have never beaten a number one team. You have never been in the top five nationally ranked. You've never even been close to an SEC playoff game, SEC championship game, or championship in general as far as a national championship, and we are still going to pay you over $8 million. You make too much money to be losing like you do. Amazes. Blows my mind. The extension will also raise Stoops' buyout from $1.75 million to $4.5 million. Whoa! The buyout amount will decrease by $500,000 for every year that the 55-year-old remains at Kentucky for the duration of his contract. Records show that this contract was signed on November the 11th, one day before Kentucky played Vanderbilt, which is hilarious. <laughs> but that they signed this contract the day before he lost to the worst football team in the SEC. They lost 24 to 21, if you remember. Uh, so, and then they went on to lose to Georgia right after that, and they. Uh, so it it was just very bad timing. Do I call this Kentucky football season a success? Mediocre at best. I don't think it's $8 million worthy. Mm -mm. Finishing the season with seven wins is not $8 million worthy. It's not great. It's mediocre at best. What did we do? We beat a, a bad Florida team. What else did we do? Is that it? I think so. We beat a bad Florida team. We lost all of our other major games that we needed to to win. So I just do not think that it was a successful season. And for him to be getting a contract of that magnitude just really blows my mind. Kentucky will be playing in a bowl game. They're going to be playing in the Music City Bowl on New Year's Eve against Iowa, I believe it is. Levis will not play in the game. Chris Rodriguez will not play in the game. So it will be a loss. So, yes, Stoops will finish the season with just seven wins. So making over $8 million a year for these mediocre seasons. I bet you if I pull up coaches that have better seasons than Stoops, I bet you that these coaches make less than Stoops. Absolutely. You know they do. You know they do. So it just blows my mind that Kentucky, that Mitch Barnhart decided to extend this contract out to Stoops. It it just makes no sense to me. But 
that wraps up the Kentucky football season. They, of course, got a bowl game, the Music City Bowl. Uh, I don't know who's going to be watching that. The Cats play Louisville and basketball around the same time. I'm choosing basketball every time, anytime over over football. Kentucky loses to Gonzaga and the basketball side of things, 88-72, to but they did beat Michigan. It was nice to see them finally win a game on a big stage. It was on ABC, okay. which is national television, and they won that game 73-69. So I think that that gives the Cats a little bit more confidence going up against their next big game, which is on December the 17th against UCLA. If Kentucky beats UCLA then we're right back to being a great contender for the Final Four. But I do want to address the Big Blue Nation for just a moment of something I'm really frustrated at them over. I noticed a lot of U.K. media, really, and a lot of U.K. fans are really negative and hard on the Kentucky basketball team when we get close in the game. I'm talking close as far as the score goes. Kentucky fans go absolutely ballistic on Twitter during a live game if the score gets close. Oh, Kentucky's horrible. Kentucky's trash. Fire Calipari. This is the worst team I've ever seen in my life. This is the worst team in 50 years I've ever seen. Blah, blah, blah. Just because the score was close. And what's funny about it, after it's all said and done, we end up winning the game by 19, 20 points. And... I'm looking through these people's tweets, and I just notice of how silly and hateful they're making themselves look. It makes no – like, they're making fool of themselves on Twitter by tweeting live during these games, saying all of these things about Kentucky, and then we ultimately go on to win the game by 50 points. Listen, guys, basketball games can be close in score. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have a close basketball game. Did you know that, Amber? Isn't that usually called a fun basketball game? Yeah, that's called a basketball game. That's called fun. That's called a fun basketball game. That's what the game's about, isn't it? I enjoy that. So, folks, quit. Stop. Simmer down. Simmer down on, on the premature tweeting about how bad Kentucky is just because the game is close. It amazes me that it's so... Just night and day with Calipari and Mark Stoops of how fans and media wants to treat the two. Absolutely. People pacifying baby Mark Stoops. Oh, he only lost to Georgia by 10. I love him. Let's give him $8 million. I love him so much. (laughs) But Calipari will not win by 20. He'll only win by 19. For him. For him. He sucks. He didn't win by 20. He only won by 19. When we played Bellarmine the other day in basketball, yeah. Bellarmine was not a good team. or Bellarmine was okay. They're decent. But Bellarmine was a team we were projected to go in and play and beat by 20, 30, 40 points. Yeah. But Bellarmine made it a close game. Hey. And it was because they kept it close during the game, all of these premature tweets went out. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, oh, how bad we suck. We ended up winning the game by 19 points. There you go. And people still the next day... I was hearing on the radio, yeah. I seen on Twitter, people were still negative about the team. Folks, save the negativity for when we lose. No, people want to hate when you're doing good, and they'll love you and coddle you when you ain't no count. Love, love and coddle you. 
Yes, people it, they just bask in in the misery of Stoops and what mm-hmm. he's doing here, and they just want to throw Cal down the road. And if he's not winning by fifty points every game, he's a loser. Mm-hmm. But Stoops can lose, and everybody's happy because he didn't lose by a lot. If you ask me, losing by ten is a lot. Yeah. So I don't know why people were so giddy and happy and jolly over that. And and then they were just happy and, and or just so upset when Kentucky uh, kept the game close or if uh, the other team keeps the game close. Listen, folks, when teams play Kentucky in basketball, they're going to keep the game close most of the time because this is their Super Bowl. This is their national title game. They are on the big stage. They have all that adrenaline. They have all of that going for them against the number one uh, basketball program in the entire world, as far as historical-wise. So, yes, they're going to have fire under their feet to keep the game close. So, it really frustrates me that Big Blue Nation is so negative towards the basketball team just because we keep a game close. Stop that. And people's Twitter timelines are so bipolar. They go from... Oh my God! I hate Cal. And then when he, and then all of a sudden we're winning. Oh, I love Cal. I mean, it's, you're making yourself look foolish. <laughs> so stop. But ladies and gentlemen, we do have one more segment to go here on Off the Cuff. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Everybody to off the cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Last segment of the hour. Amber is also in studio with me. I love the fact that people can interact with us live on the show thread. BF Giles says, You sound like an idiot. Is he talking to me? Buddy, how'd you know? Facts frustrate people. Yeah. When you say something that's true, people don't like that. People don't like when you say things that are the truth. Anything I said on the last segment was a fact. So if you're mad, don't get mad at me. It's the facts. Ember... We did run out of time last week to talk about all of the things that I wanted to talk about on the show. So, since we were last on the air, we lost a lot of people, unfortunately. We lost Christy McVie, one of the lead female singers. Founding members. Of Fleetwood Mac. She dies at the age of 79, and she was one of the founding members of Fleetwood Mac. A lot of people think... Stevie Nicks, as far as the female voice of Fleetwood Mac, 
But there was more than just Stevie Nicks. There was Christy McVie. What were some of the songs that Christy McVie sang? You Make Love and Fun, which is one of my, I think everybody, one of everybody's favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. Not Landslide? No. <laughs> That's too sad. Can't we listen to that all the time? Now, I was more of a Stevie Nicks fan. I, I'm still more of a Stevie Nicks fan. But I think that's so sad that we lost an icon, Christy McVie, at the age of 79. Hey, you know where I stand on it. I always chose Christy over Stevie. Christy Alley also passes away at the age of 71 due to colon cancer. Christy Alley, we talked about on the show just a couple weeks ago. Amber, I'm starting to feel like that Mm -hmm. we can't talk about people we like. No. Because when we do that they end up passing away or something ends up happening. Hey, you know, one time's a fluke, two times might be coincidence, three times it's a happening for a reason. But look at what happened to Brittany Griner. She did. Now she got the positive side of it. Um, yeah, she got the positive side of it. We mentioned her and the right people listened to that episode and they released her from prison. Absolutely. But Christy Alley, she unfortunately passed away from colon cancer. I did not know she had it. I don't think she had it for long. I think this was something that came on quick and then happened quickly. Yeah, she was the iconic actor from Cheers. She did the Jenny Craig commercial. She, look who's talking. She did Look Who's Talking. For Richer or Poor. And she was funny. It Takes Two. Yes. The, yes. Yeah, with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Was she the evil stepmom? No, she was the cool social worker oh, yeah. that took the rich dad yes. away from the evil stepmom. So you had a beautiful comical woman in show business and it's rare to find that and it's very sad that christy alley does lose her battle to colon cancer and then folks we also lost tommy the green ranger from the power rangers he unfortunately died by suicide he played tommy oliver the original green ranger on the power rangers he died on november the 19th of this year he was only 49 years old his wife Uh, Tammy revealed that Jason David Frank had been battling depression and mental health issues, and he died by suicide. Oh, and, you know, during this time, you look at the date of when it happened, right around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Holiday depression is a real thing. I think there's even an abbreviation for it. Sad. It's called sad. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, I want to mention that I do plan on bringing a therapist on the show in a couple of weeks to talk about holiday depression and how to eliminate uh, some of that. So put that on your calendar for an upcoming episode. But... Holiday depression is a real thing, and it happened right around the holidays. He apparently had been dealing with depression for a long time. And it just goes to show you, folks, that depression, it doesn't care who you are, how famous you are, even if you're an icon like he was. The Green Ranger. I mean, Power Ranger. I mean, come on. Yes, he was the guy who had the magical flute, remember, and the Dragon Zord would come out of the ocean. That's a big no from me. You never watched Power Rangers. I watched it, but like I didn't watch it that close. I don't remember things about it. I just remember, go, go, Power Rangers. Please tell me you remember at least the legacy of the Power Rangers. Yes. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, back in its day, there was no bigger kid show. No. The five Rangers were known everywhere. They were, they were up on everybody's wall in their bedroom when you were a kid. You had a costume for Halloween that was a Ranger. You bought the toys. You bought the merchandise. There was five original Rangers. Tommy was not even an original Ranger. He was the sixth Ranger added. 
and he became the leader yeah. of the Rangers. And he knocked out my favorite Ranger, being the leader, the Red Ranger. But he became the leader of the Power Rangers, num- Ranger number six. And he starred in some of the most memorable episodes of the Power Rangers when he was the evil Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. They did a whole arc when he came in as an evil Ranger oh. trying to fight and kill the Power Rangers. Yeah, And those were some of the highest rated and some of the most entertaining episodes. So people remember him. He was... He seemed to be the actor that kept coming back through all of their reboots yeah. and their reimaginings. He kept it up by redoing his character. Yeah. So he was a big part of Power Rangers and that franchise. And it's unfortunate that he died by suicide. Mm. I hate to hear that just with, you know, obviously with anyone, but man, oh man. It is. But folks... That pretty much wraps up another episode of Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. If you liked what you heard this week, you will probably like what you heard on all of our previous episodes. So subscribe to us on podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you can download your favorite podcast. You can follow Off the Cuff on social media at Ambu447. I'm sorry. You can follow the co-host on social media at at Ambu447. <laughs> I'm not the show. She's not the show. <laughs> the big show. Now, you can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, and you can follow me, the host, on social media at The Adam Banks. We release new episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on WLXU 93.9, which means we will be back next Thursday, same time, same place, 4 to 5. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road.